Let me ask you something. Does your work make you happy? Do you know what your potential is and do you use it? Do you deliver value that you're truly proud of? This is the Happy Work Podcast, where we discuss all the things we can do to make our work and with it our life better. Hey everyone, it's Vera, and I'm here with Olivier today. And just as a repeat, I come on, not on every episode, but on some episodes when something really, like I have tons of questions and who better to ask than um, the person, my partner, Olivier, because this is what we do all day long. We converse about ourselves, the universe, the world, hmm. and uh, happy work. Enough <laughs> about you now. Enough what about me. What are we me. talking about today? I want to talk about growth because it's still really early in the year. And people are making all of these plans to grow, grow their business, grow themselves, grow their bank accounts. What is our obsession with growth? Yeah, what is our obsession with growth? First off, we like to start with a buzzword, right? We like to start every episode with a buzzword because so many words we use, we use them without being consciously aware of what they actually mean and what they do to us and what they make us do. Growth is no exception. I would even classify growth as one of the top three alongside success, right? Um, success. Wait, top three bullshit buzzwords? Yeah, or just, yeah. Yeah, or, or words that we're not really, we use them a lot, but we're not really conscious what they actually mean, what they make us do, and how they own us. Words that own us are a problem, and we talk about them. Growth is no exception. Growth owns us. When you are driven by growth, you are being owned by an idea about growth. Now, you can ask a hundred people how they see growth, and the problem begins when they say they do things in order to grow. They make decisions in order to grow. That means that they see growth as the end of it all, like success or money. They do things so they can grow. But then I ask them, well, why do you want to grow? What, what, is, what is the motivation for growing? And a lot of leaders, business leaders, thought leaders say like, well, if you don't grow, you die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They do uh, say that you have you have to grow, you have to change, you have to increase, otherwise you're irrelevant. Yes, but now we grow all these things, and by doing so, we're just driven by an by a need, a desire, an obsession to grow constantly. Not just that. We don't just want to grow. We want the growth also to accelerate. Now, in to cut this short, what are the things out there? or rather inside of many of us, does the exact same thing, exists for the sake of growing. Cancer does that. Because cancer doesn't grow, it proliferates. Mm -hmm. Proliferation is growth for the sake of growing. It's something that's so fearful that it's not going to survive, that it feeds everything it has into the intention of growth, not the intention of living, not the intention of expanding, not the intention of doing a great job at being alive. It's just here to grow. And yeah. when we're just here to grow, when our work is just here to grow something that we're obsessed about, we become cancer. Now, I ask everyone here, just look out there, look at that, what we're doing to Mother Nature, to what are we doing to, to, ourselves. to ourselves, to our communities, to societies? What are we doing if not the exact same thing that cancer is doing? We are killing the host, which is what cancer does. 
we're cancerous cells. As soon as we engage in that dangerous, detrimental idea of growth being the goal, being the aim, being the reason for doing, we become cancerous in our doing. And that breaks my heart because I know I did that for so long. I served the, the God of growth by sacrificing myself like the ancient myths recount that you had to sacrifice a lamb in order to, you know, have uh, your fields, your crops, your crops grow and, you know, a fertile, you have fertility. But the idea there was never growth is the end of it all. It was just growth helps you in order to thrive. And now that changes the definition of growth entirely. When we say we're not here to grow, we're here here to apprehend, use the magic of growth as a tool to expand. It now becomes, again, right, we talked about this when we talked about money. We use growth as an ally, an ally to keep us on the path of self-exploration and self-expansion. What is it that I am truly about? What is it that I truly want to do? And how do I have to grow what in order to be able to to do that? Now, you go into a forest or you walk across a field of wildflowers. You don't see growth happening, but you see what growth did to it. What is the definition of growth in nature? It's simply that which makes the invisible visible. It makes the dream of the seed become an apple tree. It grows the, the, the root, the trunk, and the crown so that potential can become real. In other words, I would like to replace growth with freedom. The freedom to expand. So when you grow, you create space. Please mark my words. To grow means to give yourself space to expand. It doesn't mean to proliferate. It means to create space. And now, the big thing here is that when you are in business, when you're working, you're creating value, right? We talked about that. You create things for others. Whether you run a restaurant, whether you're a dentist, whether you groom pets, it doesn't matter. But the ultimate grow, uh, the ultimate value that you give to people is you give them space. Whether you call it peace of mind, whether you call them, uh, call it a, a, a beautiful experience, a, a, a moment of silence, a moment of introspection, a moment of health, a moment of revisiting what matters, a moment of connection, you give people space, you give people freedom. That is what growth is about. And when you engage on your path of growth, you need a plan, right? You need to somehow, okay, you you listen to me, you're like, okay, Olivier, I, I get it, I get it. I want that kind of freedom because I want to expand. But now, as always, a plan is only as good as the intention behind it. Because as you said, we, we made a lot of plans in December and now we the plans are starting to fail. I know that already a few weeks in, the plans are starting to fail. They are. Why are lot. they? Because of a few simple things. First off, they're not relatable. 
They're not relatable to anything we really care about, right? They're not. If they're not relatable, then we will realize by February or March, ah, I'd much rather just hang out. I'd much rather just, you know, watch TV or do something else. And we, we lose the momentum. Another thing is they're not feasible. They're too hard because we want to go from zero to 100 within a day, right? But the third thing is they don't give us space. They don't create space to take away space. And a growth plan has to do the opposite. It creates space. It's a plan for space. It's a plan for how can I create more space in my life so that I can truly expand to become the person I am and do the things I'm supposed to do and create value that is truly coming from within and not without. Well, here's the thing. There is only one thing that will get you going. And that is engaging in the most powerful energy in the world, the one that I associate with freedom itself, and that is unconditional love. Unconditional love is the baseline of a growth plan. Why? Because of two things. Fear, the opponent, if you want to say, you know, the, the antagonist of unconditional love is a freedom-reducing energy. Fear keeps you in your hole. Fear keeps you in your corner. If you're a fearful person, if you have a fearful mind, you are not capable of engaging in a growth plan that serves freedom, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It, it acts against it. You can have the most beautiful growth plan. If you come from a place of fear, you will always doubt your steps. You so will, many barriers. Everything. You will, you will make one step forward, two steps back. Because you will always question the decisions you're about to make. The beautiful decisions that expand you, oh, you will step back and say like, oh, maybe not yet. You will find excuses. You will find reasons not to do it. So it starts with the unconditionally loving mind. Now, a growth plan always needs things it can grow, right? So that when we grow these things, these resources, we start to become more and more free. Right? right? The ultimate resource we have, the biggest resource in a human being is the mind. So, one plus one equals three. Unconditional love, the most powerful energy, liberating energy in the world, plus the mind, the most powerful of all resources because it creates our reality equals the unconditionally loving mind. Now, what is the unconditionally loving mind? It is the gatekeeper of your freedom. When you have an unconditionally loving mind, you look at the world through eyes that want to see freedom, that want to not just accept reality as it is, right? To accept the world as perfect as it is, but in doing so at the same time, create space, expand space. I see the world as perfect. I understand that what I have encountered was necessary. But now within this, I create more space for myself. And you guessed it right. By doing so, by creating more space for yourself, you also create more space for others. Right? That is the beautiful reality of transformational value. Transformational value is nothing but someone who acts out of unconditional love that forwards that space that creates for themselves as value to others. That is the definition of beautiful work. But now, once you have that, okay, you have a primer. That's the primer, the unconditionally loving mind. Now, 
you have to set yourself truly free. Now the growth plan comes into effect. You just have the primary. Now you have to look at your resources and realize, where have I allowed myself to be imprisoned and limited? Uh, I just have to point out that when you said, now you have to set yourself truly free, it, it triggered like this hint of anxiety in my chest because I realized that there are aspects of my life where I can now question Am I really truly yeah, free? You, Have yes. I set myself truly free? Oof. Yeah. Now you can. Now, here's the thing. And I'm not a financial specialist, but now you can look at finances. Mm -hmm. Now you can. If you look at your financial situation with a fearful mind, guess what? Your financial decisions will not be geared towards freedom. They will be geared towards safety. But delusional safety. The no, kind of safety where fear. You, you're just stuck. Fearful Fear. safety. Yeah, fearful safety. Fearful safety is no safety at all. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, there's so much we could say. We need we like, talk about uh, no, this. obviously we're going to break all of these things down for everyone and a multitude of podcast episodes are coming, okay? So be aware of that. And, and now, so with the context of the unconditionally loving mind, you can now sit down, and I mean sit down, and create, you know, on a piece of paper, the plan in saying, what are the resources I have in my life? Money, friendship, time, health, relationship, love, uh, food that you eat, um, clutter, space, room. You know, everything you have. Everything that is part of your daily existence is a resource because... Of the simple reason, it can either imprison you, weigh you down, or it can set you free, move you forward. And that is exactly the, you know, the, the idea, the function of the growth plan to visualize where am I standing right now? Is money an imprisoning resource? For example, you have debts. Or as soon as you have money, you're spending on things that don't really increase your freedom, but weigh you down again. So you know... Oh, money is an imprisoning resource because it's probably weighted down by fearful ideas. You can do the same when you walk around your house. I know for a fact that most homes look like, you know, well-organized and arranged, arranged junkyards. <laughs> Imagine the space that you have is a representation of your own freedom. So if you clutter your space, your life is cluttered. But you can only realize it now that you have a loving mind. You can walk around and realize, I don't need this. And this is too much. And I'd much rather maybe paint this wall this certain color because it truly makes me feel freer. And, you know, I held on to all this furniture because of emotional value. But it's time to let it go because it's weighing me down. It's taking away space that I need. Time is another one. How people organize and manage their time is either weighing them down and keeping them in, in, you know, in, in, in a corner or is pushing them forward because they start to own their time. I always see this, see this way. A resource either owns you, then it is limiting and imprisoning, uh, and or you own it and then it is liberating, right? I think that's really the key is it, are you telling that resource what to do mm -hmm. 
or it's not even telling you what to do. It's just full on owning you. You don't even have a thought. Yes. And when you grow that resource, growing, and I understand, again, we, we, let's come back down to this. And if this is the only takeaway you, you take with you today, that's fine. Growth is not growth. Growth is freedom to expand. Okay. So if I say growth, your money resource, I'm not saying grow the number. I'm saying shift it from keeping it, keeping you down to liberating you. That is growing money because there are a lot of people who have millions and millions in the bank, but because it is not a liberating resource, it's actually holding them down and shifting it over so that they own it and use it for their own advancement and their freedom will make them free people, which would then allow them to engage in their path of expansion and be the happy people they can be. And there's so many resources and it really depends on yourself. The most, one of the most famous one are relationships, toxic relationships, because in a time where domestic violence sadly is on the rise, I know that that is a resource that keeps people in their place. And don't mistake or don't just focus on domestic. It's also emotional. Yeah. And it, it, verbal violence. All of these things, if you feel any strain like that, you need to really analyze that resource. It's oh, not just yeah, about yeah. clutter and time and money. You're talking about family. You're talking about partnership. How does this weigh you down? C can I make a very simple yeah. A, a very simple example. Holiday dinners. There are some people that just, you know, they don't they don't have a good relationship with each other because they consider each other as so foreign, so far apart emotionally, they'd rather not be sitting in the same room. Yet every year, millions of people force themselves into situations that are detrimental to them. So now what would it take for you to turn that resource around so that rather than having to silently suffer, because a lot of, you know, a lot of married couples, they suffer silently. There's no verbal abuse. There's no physical abuse. They just lead their lives next to each other in a small space where they're almost suffocating on their own silently until they just wither away. That's the same thing as... It's no different than domestic abuse or violence. It's just silent violence because it is fear-induced. Uh, it's a limiting resource. You don't allow yourself to bloom when these people should actually separate. That And that can destroy you. It destroys your spirit. It will. It, it, will. Will, it will take you. So in the plan, I invite you, write that down. Write it all down, put it all on a sheet, and then ask yourself, what are baby steps I could take to shift my limiting resource to uh, my limiting resource to become a liberating resource? Right? Is there a conversation I need to have? Is there a debt that I need to pay? Um, is there savings I need to make? Is there a job I don't like that I need to keep right now, but the money that I make from it, I can use it to t pay off a debt so that I can leave that job eventually and start the liberation process? Is there a time that would be better spent than just, you know, being like a vegetable or a couch potato, watching hours and hours of 
you know, Whatever shows. is on, yeah. Would it be better invested playing with my kids or doing self, self-care? Um, or the time that I use to learn certain things, am I learning this really to be free or am I learning these to be safe? You know, this is how you can grow every single aspect of your life. It's, it's not just one aspect. It's not enough. I'm here to tell you, yes, go talk to a financial advisor. Let him help you become debt free. But that's just one aspect, one tiny aspect of the growth plan. You have to at the same time take care of your health, take care of your relationship, your time, everything, because all of this together will suddenly get you on the path of getting to know who you are. Because you will not want to know who you are. You will not even be able to see who you are as long as you have all these resources keeping you down. As long as you're not growing the parts that you need, your expansion will not take place. And as long as that doesn't happen, you will not want to know who you are and not engage in your purpose and go on your path. You will not. You will stay small. Stay small. That's what you do. That's what the growth plan says. The left side that says, oh, this resource is keeping me small. Right side, the right column that says, this resource is you know, pushing me forward, making me bigger. That, that, that's what a growth plan does. Stop being fooled by a notion of growth that goes against your own nature, that goes against nature. Go out there and look at a tree. Go. Look at a tree and ask yourself, how does the tree experience growth? And you will realize it has nothing to do with the growth you see right now in your business, in your work, in your families and whatever. Because your growth, the one that you seek right now, is always tied to expectations. I want to be a CEO at the age of 35. I want to double my income by the age of 42. I want to triple the headcount in the next 18 months. What? has no relevance. That is not a plan. It's not a plan unless it is part of the process of setting you free, of shifting a resource, of growing your freedom. Remember this. All I want you to understand, growth is not here for the sake of growing. Growth is here to create freedom for your expansion. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave a review. Make sure to subscribe to get notified of future episodes. It's Do Happy Work Podcast. You can find Olivier on LinkedIn, on Instagram at do underscore happy work. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. Keep growing. Keep growing.